I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To the second tier podcast, I'm Ryan Dilks, and I'm joined by the plenty of fish to my Tinder. It's Justin <laughs> Peach. Good day to you, Ryan. That's one for all the singletons out there who have been on too many dating sites. Justin, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's yeah, dating sites. Uh... Strange place, aren't they? Very strange place. Oh, very strange. Very strange. Each one was i'm not single now thank god Um, but when i was it it was a bit like the wild wild west on some of those dating sites each one has different characteristics like on one of them it would just be an absolute free-for-all where they will take anything they can get on other ones it's a lot more loose should i say yeah Mm. it's it's a strange world out there when you're a single man on the on the market um, and that's what many of the people in this show are going to be feeling right now it's going to be very strange for them first off welcome to the number one championship specific podcast he's second tier thank you for joining us wherever you are we're playing a game of free agent tinder ladies and gentlemen plenty of sexy singletons out there single because they don't have a club and if your club is in the market for a defender a goalkeeper midfielder winger striker then this is the place to be this is where we're going to give you an idea of who the best are out there in those individual positions now uh, uh, what we're we're basically going to do is we're going to run through a bunch of players um, completely at random and talk about how good they are what kind of club they should be aiming for that kind of thing most of them are championship players who have just been released some of them are premier league players who I reckon wouldn't say no to a step down a division. So there's plenty of good talent out there. It's just down to me and Justin to try and figure out where they're going to go. One thing we will say is me and Justin have got a super like each for us to (laughs) really put against a player we think could be a really good bit of business for any respective clubs who are out there on the market right now. Uh, but before we get underway, let me tell you, listener, about our friends at Fansbet, the fan-led sports betting company committed to supporting charities and causes which are important to fans. Do check them out by clicking the link in the description of the podcast and claim your 200% sports deposit bonus of up to 2 Hundred pounds, not bad, eh, Justin? Terms and restrictions apply. Full details on site. Eighteen plus. Please do gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more info, and do also check out Fansbet responsible gambling tools. It's worth saying we're recording this on the weekend just gone, because by the time this episode is out, I'll be on holiday. So some of these players may have since signed for someone by the time this episode goes out. But either way, it'll be interesting to see what do we have to say on these players. So we'll start off with possibly the hottest free agent on the market right now, Justin. It's Jed Wallace, who may still be signing back 
for Millwall is worth saying but looks increasingly likely that he will go but Justin what do you think of a Jed Wallace well uh, he's clearly a very talented player and as you said he's he's the player on this list that we've got here that is most well every single championship club will go yeah we'd like a bit of that because of his consistency, because of his ability to create and assist goals um, and, and create chances. And he's been playing in a Millwall team that over recent years hasn't been um, an open attacking team. So he's been playing in a team that typically don't create chances, which means Jed Wallace is super clinical, which is very, very useful as a footballer in the championship, as people will, will, will know very well. So yeah, Jed Wallace, absolutely. A lot of clubs will be lining up the door for him. Um, running up to the door for him because of how good he is at this level. I think he should be going to a Premier League side, really. I know Forrest were linked with him in January, so that would make sense. But if a championship club were to get him here, that would be such an unbelievable bit of business. I know West Brom have been very closely linked with him, and if that comes off, then wow, Justin, that is going to be... <laughs> Quite a statement move from the Albion, but Jed Wallace, his numbers speak for himself. You only have to look at his goals and assists from the past four seasons. Startlingly consistent um, and has mainly had to do it as kind of a one-man wrecking crew at times, hasn't he? But he offers so much, whether it's from set pieces, a direct goal threat, mm-hmm. and he can play all across the front three as well. I don't think any club in the Championship will be swiping left for him, will they? <laughs> Definitely not. I think the only thing that works against him is is, is his age. He is twenty eight, so he is at he is in, he is in his peak. He is in his prime years. It's just how much money you want to throw at him and the length of the contract as well, which could be the difference between him signing for a team competing in the top six to a team competing to get to the automatics, for example. A definite swipe right from the two of those, though, isn't it? <laughs> Let's go to Jean Michel Serry, who, when he left Fulham, I don't think I would have put down as someone who would be possible for a championship side. But obviously Hull have been linked with him in recent times. Um, It's difficult to put where you think Seri will be playing football next season, Justin, isn't it? Yeah, and I think because of how much money he was earning at Fulham um, and some of the loan spells he's had in recent years, yeah, it's quite difficult. Um, I, I don't expect him to be in the championship next season just because I think he is good enough to play top flight football wherever um <clears throat> he's a very good technician um a very good playmaker a very good dictator of the, the the game as well and um i mean it just goes to show how how strong fulham's squad were because he didn't play towards the end of the season because of the likes of harrison reed nathaniel shalaber coming in and um, tom kearney as well um but he is a talented talented player and as i say really good technician really tidy passer very very um very good at recycling the ball I think any team who wants to play possession style of play in the championship um, and they don't have that anchor player, because they'll most likely play a 4-3-3, then throw, throw a hell of a lot of money at um, Jean-Michel Serri because of how important that position is in a possession-based team. Yeah, he, he seems like the kind of player who would be destined for a move to Turkey. Because that seems like the most logical step when it's a, high, a player who's on a lot of money but he's still got a lot of talent, but maybe not enough to, you know... Okay be going to a mid-table Premier League side. Somewhere like Turkey would make sense for him. But if Hull, in particular, managed to get him, then that would be an amazing signing. So I'm swapping right for any side in the Championship. I'm not sure many Championship clubs will want to stump up the money for him. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd swipe right as well, but it would be a case of I'd give you a three-year deal, no more than twenty-five grand, and if you say no, then you say no. We walk away. Thanks, Sean. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd be offering a three-year deal because that's a massive burden if he throws no his way. toys out the pram. Yeah, there's no way you'd get him on anything less than a three-year deal. It's the same with Jed Wallace. There's no way Jed Wallace would sign a two-year contract. Yeah, he's the kind of player who kind of dictates what he wants, isn't he? Because he is that good. Yeah. Um, let's go to Joe Rothwell, Justin, someone who's been linked with pretty much every championship side since leaving <laughs> Blackburn on a free. Um, one of Blackburn's best players last season, wasn't he? One of the best centre mids yeah. in the championship last season, for that matter. Um, a brilliant player, has been linked with Premier League clubs. Um, the likes of Bournemouth, Forest have been interested, has also been linked with top end championship clubs. Where would you like to see him go, Justin? Well, it's difficult, isn't it, with Joe Rothwell? Because for me, he's had one consistent season at Blackburn in his whole time there, and that was this season. And luckily for him, it's come at a time where you know, clubs have, have, have smartened up to him. I mean, 10 assists is a very good a very good record uh, last season from a central midfielder, particularly a, a high-energy player. But for me, I, don't th- I think he's at his level with Blackburn in the, in the sense that there's a team there competing to get into the top six. Um, I don't think he's any higher than that. So it's very difficult to see him going anywhere else, to be honest, other than, um, let's say, yeah, a Blackburn, maybe a Swansea would be a good a good move. Stoke would happily throw a three-year deal at him on a high on a high salary as well. I just can't see him going to the Premier League because, as I say, one good season in four or five it just isn't consistent enough to be a top-flight player. And at 27 as well, I have question marks. I don't see him moving to like a Swansea, for example, just because I think that would be a sideways move for him. And when he has got the interest from the likes of your Bournemouth, your Forests, etc., um, I think he'd be eyeing up that without a doubt. Um, would it work? Not too sure, because I, I can see where you're coming from. I'd swipe right if I was a top-end championship club, but I'm not sure I'd be banking on him, you know, producing the goods every single week. That's what I mean. I'd, I'd sign him as a squad player. Um, I wouldn't sign him as a first teamer, and it's strange saying that because of how good he's been this season. But it's just the consistency for me. Is he able to do that again? Has he has he hit this level because he knows he's out of contract this season? I'd swipe left. I I have many a question marks on Joe Rothwell, and as I say, I think if you're a Swansea or a Stoke where you want to get into that top six, I'd swipe right. But any any higher than a team trying to get into the top six, I'd swipe left. Justin, let's speed this up a bit because we've only got through three so far. We're 10 minutes into the episode. Um, So let's do a bit of a speed kind of run through the next few. Martin Kelly, been released from Palace after many years there. What are you thinking with him? Solid defender. Um, Not played too many games in recent years, but as I say, quite a solid defender. I know his injury record's pretty sketchy, but perhaps for a lower to mid-table championship team, I'd swipe right. And again, any high, I'd swipe left. I think it'd be a solid signing for any championship side, really, whether that's just as a squad player or a first teamer, because he is just a solid right back into. That's pretty much what you get with Martin. Kelly, and off. Solid. Six out of ten every game. Um, Danny Drinkwater. Swap left. That's an easy one for me. I don't. I don't <laughs> for, think he's for every championship club. For every championship club, I don't think his form for Reading last season um, justified for him to sign permanently. I think there were better performers. He was reliable. But um, I'd swipe left. I mean, maybe maybe a Burnley, although he had a bad time at Burnley last time he was there on loan. So yeah, I, I'd swipe left. I, I'd move abroad if I was doing drink more. Get a fresh start. Yeah, may, fresh start makes sense. Move to the MLS would suit him well, I think. Yeah. I, I can't really see him playing for a championship side 
uh, well next season. Christian Pedersen, just released from Birmingham. One of the best, most consistent left-backs over the past few seasons, if you ask me, Justin. I disagree with you. I, I think he's been really poor. And I think Lee Bowes cottoned on to that. Um, I'd swipe left. I, again, I, I think he's a player who probably needs a fresh start elsewhere. Um, I think he's solid. He's a solid player, but I don't think he offers too much going forwards and defensively. Again, really suspect last season for Birmingham. So I'd be swiping left. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going for him if I was a championship club. I think if you're a mid-table championship side, you've got yourself a solid left-back here who has been consistent. I don't think many people played well in that Birmingham side last season. So um, whether that's completely his fault, I can't really say for sure. But I think you get yourself a solid left-back here who's shown over the past few years he can definitely cut it at this level. So any championship side for me, even if it's just as a squad player, good signing. Charlie Austin... Obviously, didn't have the greatest of seasons with QPR last season. Mm-hmm. He's been linked with a move to Reading. What are you thinking? Um, I saw Gab Sutton um, post a tweet, our friend Gab Sutton, and he summarised Charlie Austin really well in the sense that a team like Reading will need a high-pressing footballer, high-pressing player to play up front because of chance creation being at a minimum because of the lack of John Swift, etc. Um, so having someone like Charlie Austin, who's just a poacher, isn't going to be ideal. They need someone to run the channels and hold the ball up and and be a target man. Charlie Austin, for me, is just a poacher. So it's about how many teams, how many teams in the championship can afford to have a poacher on board. Um, in in a sense, with with Charlie Austin, that that's that's the conundrum with Charlie Austin. So there'll be a lot of teams swapping left. Um, I, 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 the list is limited for Charlie Austin, I think, in the championship. I, I agree. I think, unfortunately, Charlie Austin's best years are behind him, which is sad to say because he is a legend at this level, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But we saw from him at QPR last season, he didn't really have many good impact. games under his belt, uh, nor an impact for that matter. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be looking at him as a viable championship option Um I think if Reading, for example, went from Lucas Yao to Charlie Austin, that would be a big downgrade, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I'd avoid. I think he's a great pro, but I I'm, I'm, wouldn't be you know, rushing to get his signature. Gary Cahill, Justin, I'm going to throw my super like out there. I think Gary Cahill would be a solid signing for any championship side. He was brilliant for Bournemouth last season before injuries caught up with him. Experienced player, ex-England international, got so much experience and leadership under his belt that I think he'd be a credit behind the scenes, not just on the pitch. I think he'd be a really, really good signing for any championship side. Yes, he would. I wouldn't throw a super like at him because I think there are better defenders available than him. Um, And as I say, I think, yeah, he he did a really good job at Bournemouth last season. Defensively, they were really tight up until sort of January. Again, he picked up an injury and then was out of the team because Nat Phillips came in. But um, at 36, injuries catching up with him as well. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be jumping at him. I think it would have to be on the club's terms rather than Gary Cahill's if they were to sign him. I think that probably will end up being the case, but I think wherever he goes, because he's definitely shown that he can still cut it at this level, it'd be a fantastic signing for whichever championship side does get him in. Aidan Flint, Justin, speaking of centre backs. Hmm. I like I like Aidan Flint because he's chaos in the box, isn't he? He's a brilliant a brilliant player to have on your side attacking set pieces but he does have limitations he moves slower than a tree that's one of them but he's as tall as a tree which is a positive because he can head it um 
But I do, I don't get me wrong, I do like Aiden Flint. I know Cardiff fans are sort of suspect about him. Um, but I think he has to play in a certain type of team, in a certain type of formation to get the very best out of him. And that is a team who play a low block with three at the back because that hides his weaknesses um, and also exemplifies his strengths, if that makes sense. So his limit, his his options are limited in the Championship. Um, I think he'd be more suited to a drop into League One. But there might be teams who would be interested, um, you know, maybe a Blackpool potentially, um, Stoke, it feels like a Stoke sort of signing, especially under Tony Pierce, that might be a romantic thing. Um, but again, I think his, his options are limited in the Championship. I agree. I think, well, he has been linked with a move to Stoke, um, but would I want him playing week in, week out? I'm not sure. I think he was one of Cardiff's more consistent players last season because Lord knows they lacked um, players who were playing week in, week out, giving um, solid performances week after week. But I think he was one of the more consistent players. But I completely agree. Going forwards, he's one of the players you want to aim for when it comes to a set piece. When it comes to actually defending, he does have his limitations. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be looking at him if I was a mid-table championship side, I don't think, which is why I'm a bit surprised Stoke have been linked with him. Ben Foster, Justin, you get the YouTube side of things, but then you also get a solid championship goalkeeper? I do think you get a solid championship goalkeeper, but it comes with the baggage of his, his YouTubing. Um, that's a weird, really old pe- pe- um, person way of saying it. Um, yeah, I, I don't... I'd, like for Middlesbrough, for example, I think it'd be a great signing for Middlesbrough. Um, they're in the market for a goalkeeper and they get a former England international who was playing Premier League football last season. Um, and he's a reliable stopper, very good at saving penalties as well. He's a leader. But it's just a YouTube baggage. I just don't like it. And I know Watford fans got sick of it as well. And do you really want that at your club? I don't know. You sound so much like an ex-pro right now. <laughs> just wants players to focus on the football, ignore getting their haircuts or what have you, just focus on your football. I think Ben Foster will be a really solid signing. He he was good for Watford last season. Um, And considering he is getting on a bit now, um, say the very least, um, he's still a good goalkeeper. Um, And whether it's as a number two or as number one, he'd be a solid signing for any championship side, I think. So yeah, I'd like Ben Foster at any championship club. Final one, Justin, then we'll have a quick break. Ryan Fredericks, been released from West Ham after a few seasons there, has been linked with a move back to Fulham. But if a championship side got him, what would you think of that? That'd be a very good signing. Um, uh, Again, a team competing to get into the top two, maybe a team coming down from, um, from the, from the Premier League. Watford could be interested. They, they, they probably will play a three at the back with a wing-back system. Fredericks would be a very good addition, experience and a really good performer at championship level. Um, uh, yeah, a team gunning for promotion should be should be going for Ryan Fredericks for me. Yeah, I'd be throwing money at him as well because he is a really, really good player at this level, isn't he? Um, I'd be surprised if he did play at this level next season because I think he should be playing Premier League football but what a signing he would be for a Championship side if someone were to entice him in. Justin, let's have a quick break after that we'll go through the rest of the free agents we've selected for free agent Tinder. back 
to the Second Tier Podcast. We're playing a game of free agent Tinder, going through the best and the worst on the market in the championship right now. Um, we'll go for a Fulham treble now, Justin, if you don't mind. We'll start off with Michael Hector, who's been released from Craven Cottage after a couple of seasons there. What do you foresee for him in his future? I'm, I was tempted to throw my super like at him. Um, and the reason why is because he's a very good ball-playing defender at championship level. So I think, again, any team wanting to get into the top six or even automatics should be looking at Michael Hector. Uh, I thought he was unfortunate to be down the pecking order at Fulham. Fulham fans may disagree, but I thought his loan signing when they originally went up was a... Uh, sorry, his signing, sorry, when they went up was a really good signing. Um, and hasn't played too much football since, but I think at championship level, very, very good player. Very good player. Very comfortable with the ball at his feet, as I say. Um, very good reader of the game as well. So... I'm thinking a West Brom, um, again a Watford would be perfect. But if I was Swansea, I'd be I'd be throwing money at him because he fits that system in perfectly. I think he's a really underrated defender yeah. at this level because he can do it all. Um, pacey, uh, good with the ball at his feet, and just a really solid defender. Um, and we saw in that spell at Fulham when they got promoted how good he was, mm-hmm. and he hasn't really played since, which is a real shame, really, because <coughs> he is just really solid at this level but I think for any championship side he'd be a good player to bring in so yeah I'd definitely be swiping right for him Cyrus Christie Justin spent the latter half of last season on loan at Swansea where, where do you think he'll go up he has been linked with the move back to Swansea as well so yeah one of the most consistent right backs in the championship um, chance creation defensively very good as well um, Again, any team I think wanting to get into the top six should be looking at Cyrus Christie. He's got the experience behind him as well, which is something that he has lacked in previous years. He's won promotion with um, uh, with with Fulham as well, and and did really well in that Forest team under Chris Hutton. That was very limited going forwards. Um, so again, he's a good supplier from that right hand side. Um, really good contributor to attacking um, to the attacking selves. Yeah, so I'd swipe right any team wanting to get into the top six. I'd, I'd be swiping right, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I think I, I lower the grades just a little bit for me. I'd go top half championship side, be looking to get him. Um, but he is he is a consistent defender. He does have his odd eccentric moments here or there. But yeah, he's just a solid defender. Good going forwards. Um, yeah, about it for him really. <laughs> Final one from Fulham, Justin Alfie Mawson. Um, bit of an interesting one because he's just basically fallen off the face of the planet over the past few years, hasn't he? Yeah, there was talk about him being in the England squad when he broke through into the Premier League with Swansea. He, he so was called up to the England squad. He was. You're right. He yeah, didn't play, but he was called up to the England squad in 2018, which is a crazy alternative universe. Yeah, four years ago. It's not too far. England got to a World Cup semi-final that year. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I think Alex, uh, Alex Mawson, Alfie Mawson needs to sort of go to a club and reset. Um, so again, a fresh start would be would be perfect for him. Whether that be in a championship or abroad again is an interesting one. But I think I'd be swapping left if money was an issue. I'd be swapping right if it wasn't because he's a player I think who will demand quite a big wage potentially. I think if I was in charge of most championship clubs, I'd be swiping left, quite frankly, just because it's been so long since he's played. And when he has played, his game just seems to have fallen off a cliff compared to the levels it was at before. Um, but if you give him a chance, he could end up coming up trumps. So if I'm a lower end championship side, I might be having a look at him. Josh Murphy, Justin, is one I've included. Now, I wouldn't usually include someone 
in this, who's had such a non-existent season as Murphy. But when you consider the fact he's 27, he cost Cardiff £11 million. How often do you have a player who supposedly in his prime years once cost eight figures once upon a time and is available on a free? It's pretty crazy when you think about it, but I suppose it shows how much his career has dropped off. Yeah, and obviously his Preston loan spot didn't go very well. Ryan Lowe kicked kicked him out early, didn't he? Um, yeah, so I think based on that, there is only a few teams in a championship I think he may well suit. Maybe he needs to be the main man, main attacking man. So he's got a, he's at a point where he's got to reset his career. Um, so perhaps a team like Blackpool where he might be the emphasis, attacking emphasis might be a good shout. Um, but other than that, I struggle to see many championship clubs say yes to him swipe right to him sorry no I completely agree on that just quickly Naby Saar Justin that's a interesting one because he was another one who was kind of lost in the shuffle at Huddersfield once he but then ended up playing quite a few of their remaining games in the last mm-hmm. half of last season uh, what, what do you think of him a team with a low budget who needs a uh, towering defender who's very good in the air and is reliable uh, he does make mistakes but depending in the playing in the right system, I think he is good enough. Um, so I think somewhere like Birmingham City might be might be good for him. Maybe even, maybe even a Reading. Just where expectations are low on on Naby Sarr. But I think that would be, yeah, as I say, a good signing for a team with a low budget who need a versatile defender who can play in a back four or a back three. Yeah, fair enough. I'd agree with that. Alex Smithies, he's been released from Cardiff after plenty of years there. I think he won their Players Player of the Season award as well. I think he'd be a really good goalkeeper for plenty of championship sides, Justin. I remember last season, actually, he made plenty of brilliant saves that were were points-winning saves, (laughs) quite frankly. Um, So I think he'd be a really good um, signing for pretty much any championship side whether it's as a number one or a number two again um, I know he's indicated that he wants to move back up north because he's obviously from up that way um, but yeah what do you think? I think obviously limits his options got to be north um, somewhere around Yorkshire I imagine but he's a very consistent goalkeeper at championship level as I mentioned with Ben Foster Middlesbrough are in the market for a, for a goalkeeper um, Hull might need a goalkeeper as well well, I, th- I think they will, actually, if they want to pursue their ambitious plans. So I think Smithies could, could fit in well at either of those clubs. But yeah, any club who's north, any club in the Championship who's north, should be, it should be worth a conversation. But again, wages might be an issue, so that might limit options even further. Andre Gray, he's a free agent after being released. I was obviously on loan at QPR last season. Didn't really pull up too many trees, apart from the screamer he scored against Derby. Yeah. <laughs> um, has he still got something to give at this level? I think he does. I think he does. I worked out that he had a higher conversion rate than both um, Alexandra Mitrovic and Dominic Solanke. So when he plays, he, he scores. Or when he gets chances, he scores. Which is a very handy attribute for a striker, as, as everybody will, will know. Um, so I think, again, any team, any team who could afford him is worth it, is worth a shout. I'd be tempted to super like him, but I'm just saving it for one player who might be on the list. Um, but yeah, I think Andre Gray still got it. Again, a hole where it, could he be convinced by the project? Maybe. Middlesbrough? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I'm not as sure as you are. Um, I think when you look at his goal record from the past few seasons, it's not been anything to shout about. So I think if I was going to get him in, it'd be as 
kind of someone to provide competition for whatever mm-hmm. strikers I've got there, but I wouldn't be looking to get him if I was aiming for the top half of the championship, I've got to say. Um, maybe even mid-table, really, just because I think that's how far his career's fallen off. Uh, David McGoldrick, Justin, is that possibly the player you're saving your super-like for? I am not. I'm not saving my super-like for David McGoldrick. I, I'd swipe left on David McGoldrick. I think his injuries have caught up with him. He's going to be 35 next season, I think. Very handy player who's never been quick. Um, I just think... I'd, I'd struggle to justify signing him, so I'd be swiping left on David McGoldrick, unfortunately. A legend at championship level, but left swipe. I think he can do a job at championship level still. I'm, you're not expecting goals from David McGoldrick. He's not the kind of striker who's ever really been um, a prolific striker. But when you're looking for someone who links up the play, works hard, he's a really, really good player at that. I think maybe if you signed him as a number 10, I think he could do a job there because that's kind of how he plays anyway. He likes to operate slightly deeper than most strikers do. So I think he could still do a job at this level for... Club's looking towards the top half of the table, certainly, because um, he's that kind of player. And I remember when he was with Sheffield United a couple of seasons ago when they were in the Premier League, he was probably their best player. Injuries were a problem for him last season, but if you manage to get him on reduced wages, you've got yourself a good player there. Finally, Justin, Andy Cavill. I'm guessing this must be the player you've saved your super like for, is it? It isn't. It isn't. Oh, OK. We've missed him out. Maybe I can bring him bring him up at some point. Okay um, then, go on then. What, do you want me to, to bring up my No, my go Andy like? Carroll first, talk through him and then we'll say oh, Andy Carroll. like. Yeah, look, Andy Carroll is a very good player um, and he, he showed it at Reading and West Brom what he can do um, and, he, and he shook off those injury problems as well which was really, really a massive positive but again, his, his options are limited based on clubs maybe wanting to sign him. I think West Brom should have kept him um, but... I, I, Maybe again, he's, he might be another player who needs a fresh start. But if you're a if you're a Middlesbrough who need a plan B, going for the top two, I'd, I'd go for him. Maybe a QPR could be in for him as well. I don't know. He's just he's always a question mark for me. Always, I don't know why. Yeah, he played actually quite well for Reading, didn't he, in the month that he was there? But mm-hmm. West Brom, not as much. I think. Maybe if you're a side lower down the table, that's an indicator that you should be looking at someone like Andy Carroll um, just as an option, really. Um, I can't really see him being a viable option for a top-half championship side at this point. Um, Maybe as a plan B, but I think that's a bit of a stretch, personally. But uh, Justin, who's your super-like for, then? I'm I'm not sure who we've missed out. I can't believe we've missed out Luke Freeman. Really? I'm super liking, yeah, I'm super liking, super liking Luke Freeman. I know he's had his injury problems, which is a huge, huge shame, and that's something that's holding back in recent years. But for me, as far as playmakers go, incredibly consistent at championship level. He can go to a team up to I think the top ten and be a first team regular, um, carving chances for teams. You go back to that um, seventeen eighteen season for QPR where he scored five assists to twelve. Not a very good team by any means, but he did really well in it. That earned his move. Oh, the following season earned his move to, to, to the Premier League with Sheffield United. I just think he's a very good player and I think he could be a very good squad player for a team wanting to get into the top six as well. Um, so for me, yeah, Luke Freeman's my super like. He's versatile, can play centrally on the right or on the left. I'd um, I'd be I'd be looking at him definitely for any championship team. I'm 
quite surprised you've said that actually Justin mainly because obviously he only managed the four appearances for Sheffield United in the first half of last season and then didn't manage a single appearance for Millwall last season when he was on loan for the second half of the season so I'm I'm not really sure where you're getting this from you get him fit and as far as playmakers go at championship level there, there won't be too many better if he's fit and firing there won't be too many better than him and I just think his numbers have, have proved it over the years that he can fire at this level. Um, so yeah, and he's a hard-working player as well, which is why Chris Wilder signed him. Um, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be looking at him absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about that. I will, I will say he was amazing at QPR. Absolutely incredible, and that was the reason why he earned his move to Sheffield United in the Premier League. But then, since then, he's not really done anything. He was on loan at Forest last season, and that was a move that completely passed me by even though he made 19 appearances because he didn't really do anything so you're talking about a player here who's not really done anything for three years now it's better than a 36 year old injury prone centre half isn't it who's won the Champions League yeah that was 10 years ago come on he was also playing the majority of Bournemouth's games last season who got promoted automatically I don't think there's yeah, really a up until, here, Justin. Up until, up until January, all right, we'll just sign Roberto Carlos because he played last season for that pub team and he's won Champions Leagues. Yeah, but we're talking about Gary Cahill who played more than <laughs> half of Bournemouth's games last season went up automatically. But he's injury prone and a 36-year-old who's injury prone is better than a... He's not as good as a 30-year-old who's injury prone. Just saying. Yeah, I'm, I... I'm just amazed at this point that you're still fighting this battle. Uh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, we'll call it there, shall we? Free agent Tinder wrapped up for another season. We'll be back again on Sunday to talk about all the championship news that's happened over the past week. So we look forward to seeing you then. This has been the Second Tier Podcast. We'll be back again on Sunday. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening. Thank you.